Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Nigga. Yeah. It's alright. Already the show goes on all night. Till uh. the morning we dream so long. Mm -hmm. Anybody ever wonder when they will see the thunder? Just remember when you come to the show. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, previewing this week's PGA Tour Action DFS. I am on Twitter at BDNTrick, and my co-host is always on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how are we doing, man? I'm doing well. How are you? Not too shabby. Not too shabby. And uh, we'll bring in our third member of the show, and it's good to have him back, back-to-back weeks. And uh, you can find him on Twitter at Kevin's Delight when he's not burning down uh, bookies online. Uh, Kevin, how we doing, man? Yeah, doing good. Thanks. Hope you guys are well, and uh, look forward to another great show. Yeah, should be great. Uh, real quick, we'll talk about WGC concession. We talked about it last week. We said it looked like it'd be a pretty tricky uh, track, and it seemed like you were either on or you are off out there. Any thoughts on last week's action, uh, Jesse? Yeah, it was fun. It was a fun golf course to watch, that's for sure. Um, challenging. Uh, and obviously, Morikawa got, got to 18 under and, and won by three, but you know, there was plenty of dudes who uh, were nowhere near 18 under. You know, it was a, a, a huge spread, which a lot of times it happens in WGC events. But, you know, Wolf opened up with an 83 there, and there was a couple other 80s, uh, I think, sprinkled in. So it was one of those golf courses where if you didn't uh, if you didn't hit your spots, man, it was going to be a long, long, hard day. So yeah. I enjoyed watching it. Morikawa um, played great. Uh, you know, Hovland, Hovland's on fire. Brooks was there. You know, it was it was a great golf tournament to watch. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, the big dogs were there for sure. What were your thoughts on it, Kevin? Because you know, we talked about last week. You played it, and it was uh, did it live up to the hype for you? Yeah, it was cool to see those guys play the track. And uh, man, feel bad for uh, for Victor, right? I mean, <sighs> that finish on Friday really kind of did him in. But what a what a way to fight back and and still nearly have a chance to to win it on Sunday. Pretty damn cool. How hard was that shot that he hit on? Uh... I think it was was it thir no seventeen? Was it seventeen? No, he, the one he hit backwards and birdied. Yeah, yeah. That, so uh, that was thirteen, where 13, he hit it yeah. over the green and then knocked it up on that green. I mean, how like uh, um, you as a P PGA pro, Kevin, on the level of one to hundred, what would you put that? Well, it was it was awfully difficult. I think as you saw him hit the shot and the ball take off from near the bush, it just rolled straight downhill. So there, he had plenty of space. All you do is really get the ball rolling, but to, uh, to do what he did and, and cap it off of making the birdie putt was pretty damn impressive. Yeah. It's like, he almost could see the foreshadowing of like the Friday afternoon happening all over again. Like he's in the bush. He's going to launch this thing over. Cause we saw on 13 on Saturday where the pin placement was, if you were in the bunker to the, to the left of it, I guess if you're watching on TV or you're in the, on the right, it's flowing out both ways. It's not sitting on top. It was a, Hell of a pin placement on that Saturday. You saw guys out of the bunker, hit it to like look like it'd be sitting pretty, roll off the green on the other side of that collection area way down the hill. It was it was wild watching some of the, the places guys had to leave it. And uh, one of the announcers, I think it was on Sunday, said like when Billy Ho hit a layup shot on the par five, he goes, these guys must go home since there's nothing to do and watch us on TV at night and see where these guys actually are successful is where they're landing the ball. If you get too aggressive, you can get burned real quick at that golf course. So – I thought it was it was it was an awesome course that rewarded the the good shot makers, and that's why Morikawa won. Yeah, he was on fire with his irons. Just played lights out. Him, him and Hovland both. I mean, they were you know, it it, it you know I heard, I saw a lot of like people saying oh, I would never I'd hate to play this golf course daily, and 
that kind of thing, man. I, I don't know. For me, it, I think it'd be great. I think it's it's a challenge, right? Like it's not your normal knock it onto a flat green and you know two putt. You know, you got to think your way around it, and I, and I think that's what makes a, that kind of golf course great. And um, you know, it's just different. Uh, I, I hate playing the same shit all all the time. I think it'd make you a better golfer to, oh, to be, to be, to be yeah. challenged like that all the time. I, I, that's why I laughed about guys saying they wouldn't play it. And, and, and at the same time, when we're teeing it up, maybe not Kevin, but when we're teeing up, I'm not playing the tips. So I'm guessing that right. that course plays a little bit different when I show up. Like, um, was, it, was it 17 or maybe 16 where they had to drive it over the water? Um, yeah, 16. They, basically, you could see where they were. Our tee boxes were to the right where there's no water in play unless you slice it to the left or whatever. Like, yeah. it wasn't even involved in the yeah. golf course. So it's just one of those deals where I, I would love to play it. I think it'd be awesome. I'd bring extra golf balls. There's no hiding that. But uh, I do that almost any time I play any other golf course because there's something to be said when you play your local course enough. You know where you can miss. You know where you can do different things. And I, I can play my local course here in town, and majority of the time I can leave with the same golf ball. But if I go and play some other course, it might be easier. I'm still losing at least a sleeve or so. It's just right. the way it's going to go. So, right. Kevin, any final thoughts on the WGC? No, I, I think it was uh, it was fun to watch. And um, amidst the, the garbage of the pandemic, it has been pretty cool to see some of these courses that you may not have seen otherwise. Um, I think we talked about it last week, or I mentioned that Shadow Creek we saw. Um, we also saw a WGC concession this week. Um, it'd be cool if the tour did a little bit more of that. I mean, it, it's fun year after year seeing the same places over and over the good ones, at least. Um, but it also this year, the last couple of years has uh, opened the door to play some, some new golf courses. And that's always fun to see too. How about, how about there being fans out there too? That was, yeah. that was weird. Yeah. Florida was wide awesome. open. Sounds but it was like. cool, man. Florida, it was cool. Yeah. It was cool to hear the, Florida the, the zero give a shit. Yeah, it was it was it was cool to hear the applause. That's for sure. Like you all right. of a sudden you see it, but yeah, F- Florida's never closed. So <laughs> just like I, I've I've told stories to people, you just people say they they travel there for business or whatever. And the second they get out of the airport, they're like, oh crap, like, yeah. it's a whole different it's world a, here. Yeah, it's totally different. So uh, even Kentucky, you know. So yeah, more power to them. Um, all right, so that wraps up. It'd be cool, like you said, Kevin. I hope uh, they keep the concession somehow in a rotation. That'd be fun. Like I don't know if it's a a major or what, but something in the, in the rotation would be pretty darn cool. Um, let's talk about the Arnold Palmer invitation. We have a lot of event history, Jesse. So hit us with the goods. Yeah. It seems like it was 10 years ago, uh, but it was last year. Tyrell hadn't uh, uh, won this golf tournament. He shot four under was, do you guys remember what, like the, what the weather was last year? I don't remember shit. It had to be windy. If that's the score. I think cold and windy, right? I guess. I mean, cause so he opened up like 68, 69 and then, won it by shooting over par on the weekend. I don't know. I literally do not remember this besides Hatton winning. Uh, so he shoots four under. He wins by one shot over Mark Leishman. 2019 was uh, was the year of Frances- Francesco uh, Molinari. 12 under, two shots over Fitzpatrick. Rory was the 2018 champion. 18 under, three shots over Bryson. Leishman won this in 2017. 11 under, uh, one shot over Hoffman and Kisner. Jason Day, 2016. Uh, Matt Every went back to back in 14-15. Tiger Woods has won this eight times, um, and unfortunately, not in the field this week. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, no, this is a, an event where, as you were naming off names, it's pretty much the Euros do well here, and especially with the uh, the, the schedule change with the players next week. A lot of dudes taking the week off, so. 
if, I was thinking about it earlier today. I'm like, if Arnie was still alive, how many guys actually show up? I think change, I think it changes a ton at this event if Arnie's still alive. But um, or if Tiger says I'm going, I bet you a bunch of the boys show up. But uh, maybe we'll find out someday. But all right, let's talk about the golf course here, Bay Hill. It's in Orlando, Florida. This is the place where Jason Day has withdrawn twice and gone to Walt Disney World the next day. So keep that one in mind. Uh, par 72, 74, 54. You know, if you just look at the the basics, it's a lot like concession off the top of your heads. It's not the same golf course, but got to be accurate off the tee. There's a lot of water in plays. There's a lot of bunkers in play. The greens are um, much more forgiving, it seems like, than that concession. Bermuda greens. Uh, they don't roll super fast. I think I saw 11 to 12 on the step, probably closer to 12. But uh, the fairways get hit about 60 to 65% of the time, give or take. Greens get hit around 50 to 55% of the time. So it's not like a super, super difficult track, but if you are wayward, you'll get in trouble. Any other thoughts on the golf course, Kev? Got to get the par fives. The four easiest holes in the golf course are the four par fives, and uh, they get birdied at a very, very high clip out here. So take advantage of the par fives. Sweet. Uh, Jesse, what kind of stats are you looking at this week? Yeah, for that reason, I, I do weight pretty heavily par five scoring. Um, you know, it's a lot of greens and regulation, uh, hitting the ball as far as you can, uh, and then hitting another green and then hoping to, to make some putts, but there's plenty of course history. So I'll weight that heavily as well. What about you, uh, Kevin? What, what are you looking at for stats? Yeah, for me, I found T to green is, uh, the most important stat for me this week. Um, some, some massive numbers from guys that have won here in the past and guys that have contended have been plus seven, eight, nine, even plus 11 at times, tee to green. Um, and I think it's a, it's a huge stat for me this week. Uh, please forgive me, Jesse, when you went back. Is this, isn't this the place where Rory just absolutely demolished the field because he putted out of his rear end that week? I think so. Was that, I mean, 2000. I think this 18, is the one. He gained 10 shots putting. I, I don't have those stats. Yeah, I, Kevin was nodding his head. If, if I remember correctly, he was just lights out everywhere. It was yeah, ridiculous. I mean, he shot 18 under and he won by. Yeah. three shots um so yeah I, I think that was i always like get it confused whether this was it was this tournament or the players because he's won the players before but i don't know if but if if kevin says it was this tournament it was this tournament yeah the players was close i think uh, he had to fend off furick there at the end to uh to win the players there's a statement we never thought we'd hear rory had to fend off furick that's good <laughs> that's a good How about one. that that's golf in a nutshell folks <laughs> golf in a nutshell it's true um, any, any given time, but, uh, yeah, Rory's going to be uh, checking the boxes here big time. The other thing is you mentioned the par five scoring, um, the par three is around 200 to 230 yards. They're not super short. So you have to have a good kind of longer iron approach game when it comes to the par threes as well. So if you guys want to plug that stuff into your database, go for it there, but, uh, let's get at it. Well, fan share for sports first. Let me talk that up real quick. Uh, coming in a good form over the last 10 events, Victor Hovland leads the way in DraftKings scoring followed by Pat Reed. Patton Kazire's third in this field. Cam Davis and Max Homa are the top five in this field. That's pretty surprising, but that's DK scoring for you. Last 10 events on Bermuda Greens when it comes to DK scoring. McElroy leads the way. It's followed by Sungjae, Molly, Usti, and Hatton. A lot of former winners in that one. And then the last 10 events uh, on courses, par 72, 7,400 and beyond. McElroy, Hovland, Pat Reed, Sungjae, Hoffman. So some crossover in those two for sure. Let's get in to the DraftKings scoring for the week. Yeah, DraftKings picks for the week. 10K and above. You got Rory at 11.5, Bryson 11,000, Victor 10.6, Reed 10.2, Hatton 10,000. Jesse, take it away. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know how I missed this last week. I, and 
I don't I don't know what I was thinking, but Hovland, like his run is is ridiculous. Second, uh, obviously last week, which was a, a good finish, but before that, fifth, sixth, second, thirty first, third, first, um, and those are worldwide starts. I mean, obviously he had the one start over in uh, Saudi Arabia or whatever, the bone salt finished sixth. Uh, so I, I like Hovland quite a bit. Uh, I think Rory is is he's definitely playable. His course history is ridiculous. Sixth. I'm sorry, fifth, sixth, and first in his last three years. If you go back four years, he finished fourth that year, coming off the sixth-place finish. Um, obviously, didn't play well at the Genesis, but it got it figured out. I mean, he had um, a lot of of opportunities, and, you know, it, it's one of those things with Rory constantly. If he gets the putter going, you know, he, he, he'll be there. And then Hatton at 10,000, defending champion, hasn't missed the cut here. Um, in any start that he's had, uh, which goes back basically four years, uh, coming off the 22nd last week, been playing well over on the European tour as well. So I like Hatton. Those would be not three guys with, with, you know, an emphasis on, on Hovland there, Rory Moore, GPP Hatton. I think, you know, I don't think he's going to be under owned by any means. What about you, Kevin? Yeah, it's, it's definitely Rory week for me. And I, I mentioned I was going to do that at, um, Genesis and I backed off quite a bit, but I think this is definitely a chance to plant the flag and, um, like Jesse said, he's six of six, made cuts here, um, four straight top sixes, including a first-place finish. Um, and this past weekend was very encouraging coming off the miscut Genesis, seeing him finish, uh, I think, top six. Um, and his, uh, his T-degree game was uh, was on point. I'd like to see him back with the blade, um, try and free up his stroke a little bit. It seemed like uh wasn't all that great with the spider. But it's, it's Rory and Hovland for me, and after that, I'm touching nobody up there. Um, just off the stats I've run, it's those two guys and nothing else. Yeah, I was all over Hovland last week. He was my one and done, and it worked out quite well. So, yes, it uh, did. yeah, I just wish that that's what made that's what made that uh, quad on Friday burn even more. Just thinking like, oh, but um, it is what it is. But uh, he's a great play. I'm with you, Kev. I think Rory is just, I and I don't pay up a ton on this show, but if you if you're paying up because like the nine k range, you can make your arguments very well, but. Rory at this course, like when we talk later about our one and done pick this week, gentlemen, I think he needs to be start of the conversation. But um, I think he's a great play at 11 5. There's really nothing else to add there. The only other guy I'll mention because you guys didn't mention him, and I think he goes extremely overlooked again this week. And I'm pretty sure you guys know where I'm going with this one. Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed at 10 2. It just checks the boxes because if it's a course where you're not going to have to go score like 20 under and you can grind things out, this is Patty Reed. Like it has him written all over it. I know the uh, Euros are dominating here, but Reed, three for three of his last three years on make cuts, 15th, 50th, and 7th, finished ninth last week, and it's, he kind of just blew up a little on the week. It didn't play horrible, but he was in contention for quite a while last week. So I think you can get a very low on Patrick Reed if you want. I prefer Rory. If you want to save 1300 bucks. Patty Reed's going to go basically unowned in this uh, 10K range, I have a feeling. 9K range, you got Fitzpatrick getting the price bump to 98, so I'm going to have to do some drinking to – to figure this one out. Uh, Sungjae at 97, Matsuyama at 94, Spieth 93, J-Day 92, KC 91, Fleetwood 9,000. Kevin, where are you going in the 9K range? I probably won't play many guys here. This is kind of a, a spot for me that I feel is a little bit dead. I do like Fitzpatrick. He's the only person I've bet so far, um, primarily because there's not many great numbers, and I do feel like Rory is back in the winner's circle this week. Um, Sungjae played here twice, two uh, third-place finishes, so it's um, – Pretty damn impressive there. Um, and J-Day, if I want to throw him in some GPPs. But other than that, I'm, I'm not going to be here very much. It's a tough range because I mentioned how 9K, you can make arguments for a lot. 8K is even crazier. So, 8K is um, good. 
AK is really good. Uh, Jesse, what do you like in the nine K range? Yeah, I like a lot. I mean, Fitzpatrick, ninety eight hundred, um, ninth year last year, second the year before that, and uh, is, is just trending in the right direction. You know, eleventh last week, fifth at the Genesis, played over in Dubai, finished seventeenth there, had a win back in December, um, playing really well. Sungjae, uh, Kevin already hit on it. Uh, you know, he's just a kind of a, a cash game kind of plug and play and, and forget about it. I like Spieth at 93. Never played here. Um, I knew but, I was waiting for it. <laughs> you know, three straight top 15s for the guy. You know, two top two top fives mixed in there. I mean, I, it's worth a gamble. I'm not, I wouldn't put him on a cash lineup, but I, I think Spieth at 9,300 is fine. And then Paul Casey, man, just from like a stats perspective on my Fancy Labs model here, he just rates out really well. Uh, hasn't played here since 2017, but finished 40, 41st that, that year. Ninth the year before that. Has two missed cuts in, uh, in three years prior to that. So, But, I mean, the guy's playing really well. Fifth place of, at AT&T. Um, you know, a win in Dubai. At 9,000 or 9,100, I like him quite a bit. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, this is one of those ranges where I don't know if it's per se you could get uh, – GPP wise, you can get some ownership plays here because you could see you can make arguments for these guys to win. Like I see both sides of the spectrum of what you guys said. Like Kevin kind of wants to avoid it, Jesse likes it. For me, it's like I'm either starting out with Rory or I'm going with like a Fitzpatrick M combo. That's kind of where like my two builds are kind of leaning right now. So I want to see how this kind of finish out. You guys mentioned the M's history here is amazing. Fitzpatrick, I I play him all the time anyways, but the form he's in, the, the course history. We talked about it last week, and it made me laugh because he comes out and gets Kevin the first-round leader, and then he kind of wavers and does his thing. He's sitting at the top, and then he has to do Sunday like Fleetwood. He did It, it was like a typical Tommy Fleetwood week, just like you mentioned, Kevin. And it, it, one of these days, it's got to click. But I, I like him in this field. I think at 9800 bucks, he barely gets played at regular price. At 9800 he's going to get like maybe 4 or 5% ownership, I think. I really – I don't think he'll be a lot, but we'll see. I could be wrong. And then I like the Casey idea. I guess just in deep GPPs for me. He just kind of tilts me so much, but if he gets it done, he gets it done. And I, I never Jordan Spieth. But I just, it's like the Rockies and pitching in baseball. I just, I just don't Spieth. Oh, but, um, man, thanks a lot for that. Oh, I forgot you're on the wow, show. Wow, shots um, fired. <laughs> he understands. And my baseball, my baseball season ended a few weeks ago, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Actually, I did. I placed a future on the Cardinals today. I got a new team this year. My Rockies. You got you following Aaron, Aaron out of the St. Louis, huh? <laughs> yeah, got to. Why not? I love it. I love it. Um, 8K range now. We've got Billy Ho coming off a big week at 8,900. Usti at 88. Molly, 87. Is that your boy? 86, Jesse. Homa, 85. Burns, 84. English, 83. Leash, 82. Kokrak, 81. Not 8,000. Kids, 8,000. If you're playing cash, just pick six of these guys and move on. But, um, Jesse, who do you like here? I like how you don't even say his name anymore. It's just my boy. boy. Yeah, at 8,600. And everybody knows it because I've been on since middle school. Um, let's start with, uh, uh, Billy Horschel, I mean, he does wear clown shoes on the golf course, and I I don't really like it, but course history, you can't really you, you, you can't argue with it. He hasn't missed a cut here since before 2014. I don't I don't know if there was one missed back then, but finishes aren't necessarily great, but he's making the cut. Uh, coming off the second place finish last week, obviously, he's in Florida. Louis Oosthuizen, um, you know, the, the course history is mixed, miscut, miscut his last two years here. But before that, 28th, 9th, 64th, come off the sixth place finish. He played really well last week. I think Fran at 8,700. Now, this is a massive, massive increase from where we've been used to playing. Well, at the I guess at AT&T, he was 9,300. But I feel like he's been a 7K guy, which he has been, really, if you take out the AT&T. 
Um, eighth place at the Genesis, which was his last uh, start. I mean, he's got four top tens or three top tens in his last four starts. Pretty impressive for Franny um, and, and really good course history. Zalatoris, yes, 8,600 playing him. Burns, I think he'll be popular. Kokrak is, is interesting to me because he's playing pretty well right now, has decent course history. And a guy that I think is kind of maybe potentially sneaky this week, call me crazy, Kevin Nall, $8,000. Uh, had a really good round on Sunday. He had a really good weekend this past weekend, finished 11th at the workday. Obviously had the win over in Hawaii, had a miscut after that, but then 21st, 38th, now 11th. Playing pretty well, 8000 bucks. I think he'll kind of get overlooked here. So Kevin Nall is kind of my sneaky McSneakerton play of the week. Nice. Uh, Kevin, what do you like in this 8K range? Yeah, my favorite play in this range is Kokrak. Um, he's He's been pretty good here. I like his, uh, his tee to green game is awfully good. Um, Willie Z, uh, he was um, he gained nine point three strokes tee to green last week. He he lost four point eight strokes putting on His putter green. Is so bad, <laughs> yeah, it's not great. And those concession greens are a hell of a lot more difficult than Bay Hill. So if if he gains somewhere around that, you know, six point five to seven point five off the tee and a tee to green, he could be pretty darn good here. Um, Homa, I, I love Homa this week. Um, he uh, he's high in all my model, all my rankings, all my stats. Uh, I think it's a good spot for him, and um, and those are the three guys I'll probably be with down here. Yeah, on the broadcast on Saturday, Bryson was with uh, Willie Z, and uh, he was telling the reporters that um, Willie Z is probably one of the best ball strikers he's ever played golf with. He said it was just ridiculous watching him swing after swing. It just it was pretty uh, pretty high praise from Mr. Bryson DeChambeau about yeah. Willie Z. But Jesse already knew that, so it's okay. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so in the 8K range, you can make a lot of arguments here. I usually never play Billy Ho, but in cash, I think he's a very good cash game play. I don't know if I play him in a GPP just because I tilt him too much, but in, in a cash game, I, I like his course history here quite a bit. Uh, Usti's intriguing. Molly, like you mentioned, he's getting that price bump, but I I like what we're seeing from Molly. He seems like he's figured something out. So give me $8,700 Molinari. I'll be there. I love the Coke crack call a lot at 81 um, I pretty much I'm, I'm on uh, most of the guys you mentioned. The only guy we didn't mention here that I want to get your guys' opinion on because I know we'll get asked about it in the chat is Leishman. He's made five straight cuts here, six of his last seven. His last four years, second, 23rd, seventh, first. Back-to-back made cuts coming into this event. Uh, you got any thoughts on Leishman, Kevin? Yeah, I'll definitely play some Leash. Uh, plan on doing the one fifty, the $3 or $4, 150 max, and definitely got to have some Leash. Um but nothing major sticks out right yet. Um, definitely a cash game play for, for sure if you want to go that route. What about you, Jesse? Anything on Leishman? I mean, the one thing about Leishman is his short his short game has been carrying him. So if he can figure out the irons and the and the uh, the tee balls, uh, you know, be in better shape. So, you know, I think he's fine. I don't think I'll play him. But yeah, and then the other guy you mentioned was Burns. I love Sam Burns. I love him a lot. But I expected him to be extremely chalky this week. Yeah. So. I've got a big no next to Sam Burns. Yeah, I think I'm going to steer clear, which sucks, but I've heard Mayo mention him about seven times on his podcast today, and that's not even his DK podcast yet, so just wait. It's That flood's coming. It's coming, folks. Uh, 7K range, 7,500 to 7,900. Um, Kevin, who stands out to you in that range? Uh, right off the bat, uh, Grio. Are we doing all the 7,000 range or 7,500? 7,500 to 7,900. Uh, well, let's go. Um, I like Charlie Hoffman in GPP, uh, Bezidenhout, uh, Gooch, and Davis. And, and Davis actually is number two in my overall model. 
Interesting, because I was looking at Davis quite a bit. I've played him a ton lately. Longer course would suit him well. I'm just, I don't know. There's something about him never playing here. It worries me a bit, but um, he's, he's making cuts. He's playing well. He's been, you could say about a lot of the tournaments for him right now he hasn't played at. So. Yeah, Tita Green, he's just been so good. Tita yeah. Green and approach, he's uh, he's top 14. Yeah, he's, no, he's fourth in Tita Green and 14th uh, um, approach. Nice, nice. I might have to dig in some more on Mr. Davis. What about you, Jesse? Yeah, I think Cam's. I think Cam Davis is is a good play. I think Gooch is okay too. Uh, you know, thirteenth last year, twenty sixth in two thousand eighteen at this at this course, coming off the twelfth place at the uh, Genesis Invitational there. Um, so obviously the co- the course history is is good, and I I do think Cam Davis like he's become a popular name because I, I don't really know why other than he hits the ball really far. Um, Tringali at seventy seven. Made uh, three cuts in a row at this at this tournament and hasn't missed a cut since the Bermuda back in November. Lonto at seventy seven hundred thirty sixth here last year, and uh, three straight made cuts for him with a with the top ten mixed in there. So uh, it's kind of where I'm leaning this week, you know, in this range. Yeah, I, I like Gooch quite a bit at thir- uh, seventy nine. And you guys mentioned him already. Lonto at seventy seven. Bezenhut at seventy five. The guys we didn't mention were Rose and Fowler. Rose played horrific over the weekend. Like it was just ugly all over across the board then ricky fowler he didn't even play this weekend because he didn't qualify but um he's made five straight cuts here 18th 40th 14th 12th 29th he had a missed cut and then a third so the course history is good we know he plays usually plays better in florida um it's it's like 700 bucks for a guy that seems like he might be getting close to figuring out he finished 20th two weeks ago missed cut missed cut 53rd 21st any interest in a ricky fowler jesse no Kevin? Uh, in the 150 max, maybe a little bit, yeah. yes. So deep, 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 deep. Okay. Yeah, I'm just I'm just looking at it going, man, this is the guy we used to play so much more expensive. We're getting a price mm-hmm. decrease. It's, it feels like the way we – I know it's a different tournament than the waste management, but it, it feels like everything we said about Brooks a few weeks ago, but then again, Brooks is not Ricky Fowler. So <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to like go through every scenario in my head, and then I was like, no, no, no. I'm going to just like edit all this out later. But um, the, the, the no. issue with with Fowler to me is he's always overowned. Like it, people love Ricky Fowler for whatever reason. I've I've never been a Ricky Fowler guy. I mean, if this is when like if you're a Ricky Fowler guy, this is the week to play him because yeah. he's got good course history. He's below 8K, you know. It's he's coming off a twenty place finish. Like it's it's time. It's really time for him to start playing good golf. But you won't yeah. find me playing him. It's tricky. All right, seven K to seventy four hundred, Jesse. Which guy stand out to you there? Uh, I, Griot. I'll, I'll let uh, I'll let uh, Kevin kind of compound on that a little bit more. Uh, Matt Jones, right below Griot there. Uh, good course history. Uh, very good form coming in, especially for somebody at this price, which is what seventy four hundred. Um, you know, he hasn't missed a cut since the Sanderson's farm back in October as an eighth place finish that he's coming off of at the Genesis. Uh, you know, a couple other top 20 sprinkled in there. Like him quite a bit. I think Connors is fine. Luke List, uh, you know, for whatever reason, he plays well here. 10th, 7th, 17th. But, you know, do you really want to – I mean, you know, here's the thing about Luke List is Mayo's going to be on him, so he's going to be higher on than what he normally would have been. Um probably you know it's it's sketch but i mean the the course history doesn't lie to me norlander at 7200 he did play here last year missed the cut coming off a missed cut at the genesis but i I think it's a good bounce back spot for him and then last but not least 7100 robert mcintyre has never played here mostly a euro tour guy he did play the the work day he finished 61st which is almost last 
Uh, but either way, um, you know, for just from a stats perspective, he he's the the model tells me he's gonna he's gonna do all right this week. What about you, Kevin? What do you like in this range? Yeah, I love Grio. Uh, three attempts here, twenty six, seventh, seventeenth. Um, so he's pretty much gonna be an auto play at seventy four hundred for me. Um, good form. Um, definitely be a, a top 10 bet in the write-up this week uh, once those numbers come out that I can uh, I can find and get a hold of. Um, do you like Hadwin a little bit? Um, cash-wise, your boy Poulter, 10 straight made cuts here. Yeah, ridiculous. Um, and and uh, that's that's hard to ignore. Um, like Jesse said, Luke List. Um, uh, T to green, ninth in my model, 14th in ball striking. He gets it from T to green at this place and, and really just in general when he's, uh, when he's playing well, uh, unbelievably well T to green. Uh, can't putt, uh, but uh, at, at this place, putting's uh, not overly important. The greens aren't overly tricky. Um, I do like the Bobby, Bobby McIntyre play just a little bit. Um, stats aren't all that great, um, but there's not many stats that uh, that folks can draw off of other than last week for uh, for Bobby Mac. Um, Chris Kirk, four top 16s since 2013. Um, really interesting. Uh, his missed cuts were when his game was just no good at all. Uh, but he's he's in decent form and uh, and do think that Chris Kirk should not go overlooked. And then finally, it's a it's a Keegan track. Uh, oh boy! Eight straight made cuts here. You know, second and third in 2013 and 14, uh, 26 and 2018. Other than that, his finishes haven't been all that spectacular. Um, but it, when, when it comes to tee to green, he's he's as good as they get. Yeah, Keegan track. It's always something that's scary to hear, but we've all been there before. Um, yeah, you mentioned Matt Jones, Jesse. The, the history is there, but Poulter at seventy three hundred bucks. If you're playing cash, you play Fultz. I don't even mind him at a GPP, but I prefer him in cash. Um, Norin's intriguing at GPP though. If you want to pivot off of Poulter, he, he's a very up and down guy who plays well in Florida. He's uh, played well at this event. He's also played bad at this event, so that's why he's very, very up and down. But uh, if you look at Norin's history here, missed cut last year, but then thirty six, forty ninth, twelfth place finish a couple weeks ago at the Genesis. So he's a guy that's kind of interesting at 73. I love Luke List at 72, like you guys mentioned. And then the other two that I have written down here, Benny On, five straight made cuts here, 58, 16, or 58, 10th, 14th, 49th, 38th, coming off a 35th in Puerto Rico. So uh, Benny On at 71 is pretty nice. And then I'm going to go back to a guy that played and got me a nice eighth place finish at the Genesis, finished 68th here last year. Um, one of the better – he's made four straight cuts on tour, very good tee to green guy. And when the putter gets going, he's actually quite sneaky. And Wyndham Clark at $7,000. I like him uh, in this event as a, another low-owned play with you guys. 6K range. Kevin, what do you like down here? There's one guy that uh, I'll probably start a lot of lineups with, uh, with Rory and Matthew Neesmith. Um, like, like Neesmith here, um, his last four events, uh, tee to green, he gained 4.8, 8.3, 5.5, and 7.1. And for some reason, this stat just keeps jumping out at me, uh, Tita Green. And he's been, he's been pretty damn good. Actually ranks 23rd in my model overall. Um, and it, it's 6,900. It's going to be hard to pass him up. Um, other than that, uh, Brennan Steele a little bit. You know, I always kind of feel like he and Chris Kirk are almost the same exact guy. Yeah. Uh, they, they look alike. They kind of walk and, and have the same mannerisms and, and feel like uh, Steele's game su- is suited for this place. Um, and like Zach Johnson a little bit here, too. Yeah, he's got very, very good history. Uh, Jesse, what do you like in the 6K range? Yeah, the, I mean, Steele and Neesmith are on my list as well. Patrick Rogers has good course history. Mm-hmm. Is it a Patrick Rogers week? I don't mind him at 6800 bucks. If you're in a tournament, go for it. I think I don't mind him as a, as a ringing endorsement. Keith Keith Mitchell, uh, 
fixed fifth and sixth in his last two starts at the Arnold Palmer Invitational, coming off three consecutive missed cuts. Uh, but he's more of a Bermuda guy. Uh, Kyle Stanley at 6,500. I mean, I can remember when Kyle Stanley was like a cash game, just lock and load, just ball striker extraordinaire. Now, he has made five straight cuts on tour and finished inside the top 40 in all five of those cuts, which to me is is pretty good for Kyle Stanley, at least the way he's been playing over the last couple of years. Course history, basically, if he makes a cut, he's finished in top 20. Uh, now, he's missed a cut in, in half of the last six years, but whatever. If he makes it, he's, he's finishing top 20. Tom Hogue at uh, 65, I think, is interesting. Wasn't that long ago where he was, I think, close to or leading, I think, the AT&T or whatever. Yep. Um, 15th here last year, 26th back in 2018. He's got the course history there. So I think he'll go overlooked. Oh, well, all these guys will go overlooked at 6,500, but those will be my my guys. Yeah, it's interesting for a, a tournament to have so many good course history guys down here. You guys have mentioned most of them. The other guys I'll mention, Johnny Huh. He's made all six cuts here. Didn't play here the last two years because he's battling injury, but he's made six cuts prior to that. Made five straight cuts on tour, so I don't hate him at 66. And the other guy that was not mentioned yet that I think is intriguing from a GPP perspective is Sung Kang as well. He's $6,300, and I'm trying to uh, get my off. There we go. He's uh, He made three straight cuts here, including a ninth and a sixth the last two years. He's coming in with a back-to-back make cuts, a 67th and 63rd. Not great. But uh, very good course history at $6,300. If you can play him and get a top 10, you'll be doing cartwheels. So um, that's intriguing. It's You look at the, the lower sevens and the 6K range, all the guys that have been mentioned, it makes an argument for sure to play Rory and company like you could, compared, compared to most weeks. Uh, and in saying so, let's recap things. 10K and above, Jesse, who's your number one guy? Uh, I'm going to say Hoagland. What about you, Kevin? Rory. Yeah, Rory, I'm with you there. Uh, 9K range, Jesse, who's your number one guy? Uh, Fitzpatrick. Kevin? Yep, same. We're all the same on that one. Not going not gonna to deviate there. Uh, 8K range, give me two guys, Jesse. Uh, two guys, Will Zalatoris and uh, the sneaky play, Kevin Naw. What about you, Kevin? I'll go Kokrak and Homa. Yeah, I'm going to go Kokrak and Molinari. Uh, 7,500 and above, Jesse, give me one. Oh, man, that's tough. Uh, I'm going to say Tringali. I like it. Uh, what about you, Kevin? Cam Davis. I'll go Gooch. Uh, 7,000 to 74, Jesse. Go for it. How many? How many you want? <laughs> <laughs> you can go one All or two. of them. One or two. Uh, Griot and Jones. What about you, Kevin? I'll go Griot and Kirk. I'll go Poulter and Benion. Man, that lower seven range is... A lot of fun down there. That'd be good for the Cascade. That's all I know. Um, 6K range. Who's your top punt this week, Jesse? Neesmith. Kevin? Yeah, same. I'm going to go with Johnny Huh. That'll be my guy at $6,600. If you're building a cash lineup, what are three guys you're starting out with, Kevin? Uh, cash. You got to go with your boy, Poltz. Yep. Um, I would go Rory because there, there's still some guys down here in the uh, upper 7K range that are pretty good. And um, I go Grio. I don't mind that. What about you, Jesse? Yeah, I mean, I, I like the Poulter car call for cash. Uh, and then Zalatoris and Paul Casey. I'll go Poulter, Horschel, M. Those would be three guys I'd start out with. Uh, for starting on a GPP lineup, though, Kevin, who are you starting out with? I'd go um, GPP. I'd go Kokrak. I'd go Cam Davis. 
and I would go Neesmith. What about you, Jesse? Um, Hovland, Luke List, and uh, yeah, Kokrak. Yeah, I'm going to go with Rory, Kokrak, and uh, Johnny Ho. The three guys I'll start out with in that lineup. Who do you got winning this thing, Jesse? Besides uh, Rory, besides Rory McIlroy. I don't mean as far as odds go. I mean it's. I think for, I'm looking at Bovada here. Uh hard this week. Forty to one, um, not terrible. Kevin Naw fifty to one as the sneak McSneakerton play. Um, yeah, other than that, I I I, I totally. I mean, the, the guy to ask here is not me. It's Kevin. The guy who's well, like hit half the why, that's why I let you go. That's why I let you go first. I appreciate it. Made me look like an idiot. And then let him, <laughs> instead of me being like, yeah, I agree 100% with what Kevin just said. That's what I'm 100% gonna do. on board with that. <laughs> Kevin, who do, you, who do you like to win this week? Uh, the run's going to end sometime. We all know it, but better oh, enjoy yeah. it while we can. Um, I've only made one bet so far, and it's Fitzpatrick. Um, I was dead set on getting up this morning and betting Hovland and no, no dice there. That well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just not worth it to me, um, especially when I really got that feeling about Rory. But I do like the Kokrak call. Um, I'll probably be heavier on some top ten plays this week as opposed mm-hmm. to um, four or five outrights. I may just have two, maybe three outrights. So um, I'll get the write up done here shortly. Yeah, no, this is definitely a week because like the favorites are so heavy. That's why Fitzpatrick at twenty two. I do like that. But you get outside of that, and it's like Molly at 28. And no, I'm not, I'm not totally in love with that. Usti at 33, no. But if you want top 10, them, maybe. But uh, take some gambles down. Like I, between like the Grios, the Ons, like the list, that group down there, I could see at least one top 10 coming out of that grouping somewhere. And that'll, any, that'll pay off everything. Have you got any interest in, in Justin Rose at 66 to 1 after he met with his coach? Not a chance for me. No, I wish I did. I, I like Rosie. I like rooting for him, but I've even got a note here not to play him very much this week in DraftKings. I know he's got some some good course history, but um, after last week, I, I just don't see it this week. Eventually, it'll click, and I just won't be on him that week. It's just it's just going to happen because it's a train wreck watching him right now. Even watching him hit some shots on Saturday, I think, he didn't even know where the ball was going half the time. He's like, Jesus, like you have the kind of fading and stuff. He wouldn't know what was going on. It was tough it's to a, watch. It's a crazy game, isn't it, to see him oh, play yeah. well at, at Saudi and then come back and it's like, geez. I mean, ha- it's so hard picking this stuff. Yeah. It's a, it's a wild – that's why it takes experts, Kevin. It takes experts. <laughs> experts, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, any final thoughts for the week, gentlemen? We need to get some more uh, – some more talk going in the Slack, man. There, there's some some good folks in there. Let's get let's get that thing uh, amped up, guys that are in there. It should yeah. be a fun week. I mean, this is yeah. uh, this is a great week. And then the, is the players next week? Is that what yep. the situation players, is? That's why that's why the, the, there's so few guys playing this week. They're taking a week off. And then knowing what you know right now, would you rather play uh, Ricky this week or next week? Next week. Well, the thing is, he'll be more chalky next week. I think. Because yeah. of the players, everyone loves him. That's why. That's why I kind of want to talk about him this week. But will he be okay, six thousand next week? You know, depends on what he does this week. That's true. <laughs> so yeah, no, that's that, that's part of my like con- consideration, Kevin. Is next week everyone's going to play Ricky if he's at seventy hundred bucks? Everyone. So it's do you get in now and hope he has a good week, or do you hope he has a bad week and then everyone plays him at sixty nine hundred dollars? <laughs> yeah, it's it's tricky. I kind of look forward to seeing what Sungjae's price is next week. That intrigues me quite a bit, but. Uh, We'll have to wait and see. But uh, everybody, you can check out Kevin on Twitter at Kevin's Delight. Jesse's on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods, the podcast 
at Always Press DFS. I am at BD Indrick. Good luck this week. Like Kevin said, come hit us up in the Slack. If you have any questions, we'll catch you guys later. I'm ready to show